Hello. Oh, there she is. Hello. Ooh, Welcome. this is so weird. Hi. It's exciting though. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know why Ooh. I feel like we're aliens talking through the airway. <laughs> oh, I'm getting loopy all. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm gonna oh be known god. as like the, the druggie in this podcast apparently. <laughs> well let's be real, that's I... actually me. Oh that's the one who does take Why are you away. yeah, why are you? <laughs> you were the one that literally five minutes ago was like, ew, I hate people on the West Coast. I'm such a southern girl. <laughs> hey, mine are only prescribed, man. Oh, okay. Also, how is my voice sound? I feel like it's gonna be really crappy because I have my, my earbuds in, but Oh, I don't have. I'm just talking straight into my phone. It it like really works well. In. It like uses the microphone the like microphone. a throughout microphone. Yeah, you're the one that sounds like you actually have the stuff to do a podcast. Who me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I kind of do. Low key. <laughs> Abby, have you have you going? You know, I am the best. Yeah. I'm She's prepared. She's what can prepared. I, say? I mean, I'm not gonna deny it. So so this meme that I saw I wanted to share. Um, oh please do. In light of, you know, everything that's happening. Right. It it killed me. So so it was <laughs> I'm um... actually a ghost right now talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just communicating. Um communicating beyond the grave. But it said if I had known um that I'd be giving up all this from the coronavirus, I would not have given up what I did for Lent. So, what you did for Lent? Is that what I said? Extra- Jesus, Jesus better be extra happy. Oh my gosh, that's really funny. That's really funny. <laughs> I feel like that was a little forced there, uh, Swan. You were like, ah ha ha. I think I'm funnier, but you know, I appreciate other people trying to find humor. Oh my, jeez. You know, I think I'm funny, but right out the gate, we're just swinging and hitting them. <laughs> what can I say? I'm. I'm a boss ass biscuit. Also, Abby. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> do you like um, buffalo cauliflower? Oh, oh heck no. yeah. Heck oh yeah. Oh my God. Thank it's you. Woo. you Woo. Two buffalo cauliflowers over here. It's heck so yeah. gross. I'm what? Ugh. Why don't it's you like so it? Mushy. Ew. It's so like mushy things in her mouth. No, no, it's good. I know I said ill. Uh, no, no, it's good. Um, <laughs> I was like, ew, Siobhan. Why don't you like it? Also, have you like have you have we gone around and you know introduced, talked about our week, all of that? No, because oh, yeah. we've Let's been waiting ourselves. on you. Oh, good, good. We're waiting for you, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So, um, my <laughs> name is Abby. Ew, ew, ew. I hated that. <laughs> Sorry. My name is Abby. <laughs> Abby. Hi, my name is Abby. I'm in fifth grade, and I like to I like to walk with my Shut dog up. down the street. Shut up. What did you say? <laughs> walk with my dog down the street. <laughs> oh golly! Ride my scooter, right? My hey, scooter. stop! I rode the I, I rode the razor all the time. <laughs> yes, How did you I know? Bought a light up scooter. The worst, the worst pain in my whole childhood yes. is when I would ride my scooter and slow oh, it down with no shoes ankle? on. Yep. No, no, no! Slowing it down with no shoes and no socks on. Okay. It's also, Josiah, I thought you were about to make the ankle, and I was like, "That's such an old meme, Josiah." Jeez, it's dead. Okay. I was like, "Yeah, well, yeah, that's all of us." Also the ankle, but <laughs> okay. So anyway, my name. I have continue... a deathly fear. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So I'm Abby Ray. I don't really know how um, I'm leading this. If I'm leading this, it was honestly these two, and it took a pandemic to bring us all together <laughs> and force us to do this <laughs> podcast. Um, and yeah, I'm an HPU student and kind of a junior. I don't even know what I am. Who knows? <laughs> 
I don't know what I am existentially or essentially, so still figuring that out. Wow. Josiah, you want to go? All right, I'll go. So I'm Josiah <laughs> Williams for Sorry. doing first and last names. Okay, you know, that's very rude. No, my brand uh, is my last name, duh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, what, what what do I say? Oh, um, I'm from High... I'm a High Point University student as well. Um, I guess we're juniors now. <laughs> are you graduating a year early no but the semester has been canceled because it of hasn't the been canceled no uh, no so we still have a lot left all right third person who are you oh hello my name <laughs> is Acts like she just got here oh hey wait how did i get out of here on oh hey didn't see you there <laughs> didn't see didn't you there, see you there. The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> spell right. spell your name my Spell name your name. is Siobhan, spelled S-I-O-B-H-A-N, otherwise known as Siobhan, or in some <laughs> languages, my parents hate me. <laughs> Wait, is it Irish or Scottish? I can never remember. It's Irish. It's Irish. Irish. Yes. I if anybody is aware of Irish. the actress Saoirse Ronan, it is like that. That is, Except her name is Irish. Except my name is not <laughs> No, but it's like the same thing where you have like every vowel included. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wait. Well, e, in my okay, opinion, only three yeah, bells. I guess Still. I have every... Well, no, I don't have you. Two more than the average person, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, I'm a sophomore at High Point, hence how I met these freaks. <laughs> and I'm a Pisces, even though I don't believe in the, uh, what's it called? In <laughs> astronomy. <laughs> nope, nope. Astrology? Like, astrology? Not astronomy, because astronomy is a real science. Let me... I need to start over. Hi, I'm Javon <laughs> Powers. Could. I'm a sophomore at High Point. And yeah, I let's talk redo. about COVID nineteen. No, we're gonna yeah, we gotta get into it. Okay. okay. All right. So, what are yeah. we saying about this this what thing? I'm, I mean, I don't know. if We really have the authority to say anything. <laughs> we are human, aren't we? <laughs> yes. Well, that's why anyone. That's why anyone. Yeah, literally. Is, we, we may not be specialized, but, <laughs> but at least we know how at to. At least talk. we know how to. <laughs> Use our <laughs> what's words. center of the brain? What's center of the brain has communication, Josiah? <laughs> All right, frontal lobe. Well, actually, it depends on <laughs> that's oh. thoughts. Well, there you go. Both of those things then. Frontal. Oh no, it's the left lobe, isn't it? Isn't that communication <laughs> and talking? The left side is physically yeah. Talking. Okay, so we got our left and frontal Girl lobes fully activated. Yeah. Therefore, we have the authority. In my psychology class. <laughs> the left mm-hmm. lobe. Okay, um, yeah, I'm just, I think it's interesting because <laughs> I just think it's funny that, like, first of all, I think everybody who is sad about, like, missing their graduation and every sad thing is very, like, justified in it. But then on the other side, some people are like, guys, people are dying every day. And I'm like, yeah, and, like, it's kind of like, I mean, not and, that sounds really bad. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> So, so let's COVID nineteen. Like well, it's just like just proportional. It's just response. like I mean, it's pretty obvious we're privileged. You can't act like like why did it take a pandemic for you to realize that? Yeah. yeah. And like exactly. also, you're still valid think, in being sad yeah. about it, but also yeah, like put it in perspective. Literally, people live in poverty every day, and like 
die from colds in, you know, like countries where they don't have access to medicine. So it's like, yeah, exactly. exactly yeah. And what we've been, <laughs> I don't know what we're, I'm not going to say forced into, but this quarantine that's going on is not even close to what some other oh, people in gosh, other no. less developed countries go through yeah, on a daily no, basis. For real. So we still have the freedom to go outside while they're stuck inside because, um, they're literally they don't want to literally exactly they're right. forced to that's so crazy to think about and i think it kind of speaks to well, i was gonna say when you look at how america and china are handling the situations i think it kind of speaks to like the different political systems in place right because you couldn't tell them a policy major but <laughs> like i feel like it was so interesting to see how china tried to keep it on lockdown for so or just like that information hidden for so long because it would undermine their authority mm-hmm. But as soon as um, as soon as the information became public, they've had like a national lockdown for like two months yeah. now, and people can't even leave their houses. Right. Like mm-hmm. no one is allowed to leave. They have mandatory curfews, and it's just insane. But I also to knew somebody see, who. Like, well, you could you could also you can also look at America with our yeah. just freedom of information and how we've known how it's progressed from the start and there's no more toilet paper yeah. or milk right. um, in any right. of the stores. It's so funny you said that because my so, mom just bought three cartons of milk today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh That's my insane. gosh. Three. Stock up on calcium. Literally. Everybody. We're going to be the healthiest people ever. If not, like our immunities might fail, but I feel like everything else is going to be great. People are like taking <laughs> walks also, every place. Like, it's no, crazy. They're... they're there's no scientific study that proves that taking supplements and vitamins actually boosts oh, well, your yeah. immune system. It's all just, um, it's just like health theater. Yeah. But so I think, I think back to the difference in China and America, that brings up a good question of, um, is it better to maybe withhold some information or release it mm. systematically to make sure that there's not this right. public hysteria? Or is it better to let the people have all of the information, even if they don't mm. understand it? completely i think that's a mm, that's interesting good question i think that kind of goes back to like like that whole thing sorry i was watching a interview with edward snowden the other day and that just kind of brought up what i was thinking (laughs) about and that really does like bring forth the question like do we live in a society where uh we are clear and open about what's going on around us and like what our government is doing or do we live in a society that we just trust what they're doing is right and we just like put blind faith in them yeah, I think um, those are both really good points. And to me, I think what I've really, like, learned from this, and it is actually, like, a really cool learning opportunity for everybody, is just to see how, like, every system is tied together and how fragile each system is. Because, like, even though we might have a hand on it, like, politically, I think that there's some communications tactics that have not been good. Also, as a student of communications, I think that, like, there's so many, like, really bad things that are happening with the media and it's just like it's causing a massive yeah well it's a miscommunication which like is my least favorite thing in the entire world and so well that was a little extreme i (laughs) it leads to a lot of bigger problems i would say and so i just think it's really dangerous and so it's also just weird to see like politically and like communications wise and economically and like even like spiritually and like religiously like there's so many ties and people are like freaking out about one system and not realizing that like every system is tied together with this and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and it's i feel like there's this um tendency of the media well 
I mean, I don't feel like it. I know there's this tendency for the media to chase after views. What do you mean by so views? That's the reason behind just like or getting numbers, getting of numbers people. Of people oh yeah, yeah, right. Increasing. Yeah. I thought you meant like yeah. views, like beliefs, so like that... viewpoints. Oh, oh, oh. No, no. Um, so that kind of takes away from the validity of right. what they're saying a little bit. If they're using these large targeting words that don't really portray the, sure. the virus accurately. Um, the National Geographic, they posted an article talking about how it, how the virus progresses through the whole body. And it was this descriptive, um, this English essay instead mm-hmm. of a scientific, a scientific essay. And it was just... It was really sad just to see of uh, just to see them. Oh, they're they're trying to get people to read their stuff, and so they're using Trigger these words word, like oh, as the virus <laughs> crawls through your body, ripping right. these cells apart. I'm just like, okay, but also that could um, be a media tactic to keep it from slowing for. down. You know, like I think they're also purposefully trying to give yeah. a little bit of fear so that people will not, because like the truth is, if you're not careful, like they're my dad is explaining it. Like there's a bell curve, and like we're at a point where it's like about to peak yeah. if we get it under handle the next two weeks, but also it could either be like, stay kind of where it is, or it could like go really, really high. And so it's like, you are really choosing in these next few like days in the next week, how many fatalities you're going to face. Cause it's either like going to go only down from here or like way up. Like there's just no in between. And so I think they choose those words for a yeah. specific reason. But I agree. It's also like, is that ethical to like literally put people in fear? But then it's like, well, if it's for their own good, you know, like, I don't know. I kind of feel like though, it's like creating almost an opposite effect where people just are hearing it's not that bad from medical professionals or it is bad from people in that field. And then in the media, they're hearing it's either a hoax. Yeah, it's like two different extremes. it's the worst thing. And I also think that... So of course people aren't going to believe anything they're hearing and they're just going to do what they And I think that also comes from like, our generation, and even into our parents' generation, because they grew up, like, post-Watergate and, like, post-Nixon, um, we have been... Well, not my parents. Well, yeah. But, like, we've been conditioned to think that... I mean, my parents obviously were born before Watergate, but, like, they grew up, like, during it. So, like, they grew up realizing, like, oh, the government's not always for you, and, like, there's things that I can say that are... They're lying to you and, like, against you, and that had never really happened to that level in America, and so I think it's also, like, people just don't trust the government whatever they're saying you know i mean they can be telling the complete truth and especially like the political like system right now or like the like all the campaigns that are going on right now i think a lot of people are just like oh the the government's against me and like that's the american thing like my dad was saying in china it's like if you get in your house and they hold like a gunsman to your door it's like yep okay like (laughs) got it (laughs) whereas here if we started doing that people would start revolting because it's like the American mindset to be like, you can't tell me what to do. Like we're so entitled and we're so like, yeah. just not appreciative of our freedom. Well, it's, it's, it's a, it's a westernized culture of building this autonomous society. Yes. We want to give everybody their own freedom of choice, their, their, their rights, their human rights. But um, I think it's, it's gone. It, uh, it's, oh, it's gone over. And so it's become this, Oh, I'm going to enforce mm-hmm. my rights onto you. Because yes. I believe they're right. And regardless of what you think, I think they're right. So that makes me right on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a quote from Parks and Rec. Leslie Nope said, I'm going to use, or um, she's talking with Ron about her feelings, mm-hmm. about their feelings <laughs> and their relationship. 
I thought it was gonna be like says, a political thing, and um, then you're like, it's about their feelings. Uh, or, <laughs> or I don't remember specifically, but she said, I'm gonna win because I have the um, this uh, blind faith that what I'm doing is right. Um, and that's exactly what the culture yeah. that we have in America today is just this blind, this blind idea that what we're doing is the we right believe. way individually is right, right. For which is like how is that possible <laughs> i think that kind of i think that kind of brings up an interesting point that's been you know kind of rampant through the biden campaign where <laughs> he's saying that we need to here we go and like also in my classes we <laughs> just I kidding know, getting political <laughs> but like but like i think that's really where you see a fundamental difference between sanders and biden where biden is kind of saying oh well like we need to go back to the old days where you know senators would go out and like have lunch together and we're friends and like yeah i agree with that but also when you look at biden's history he was really good friends with a known segregationist segregation mm-hmm. am i saying that wrong no no you're not i, I was saying yes, yeah it's fine. okay yeah. segregationalist segregationalist yeah and you know i think like i get the whole thing of bridging and coming to an agreement but i think that can only come through communication and you know we've let we like we've grown up us especially we've grown up in the society of cnn and msnbc and fox news where it's completely polarizing to say like this side is evil and they only have your worst right. interests in mind so of course we're not gonna be open with right. one another like i was talking in one of my classes the other day and i said you know like the only way we can improve is to stop screaming you're wrong is to, to like maybe start listening to what someone has to say and someone literally piped up from the back and was like well when it's <laughs> i <have> that <laughs> Like, why am I going to talk about it? And I was like, that's exactly what Yeah, no, exactly. I almost feel like, too, it's weird because we all say, like, these really, like, oh, I'm going to stand up for what's right. Or, like, I'm going to stand up for what's wrong. And I'm like, but also you're skirting around. Like, I I just wish somebody would make, like, a really blanket statement sometimes. Because I feel like actually nobody stands up for, like, anything super specific. And it it feels like you're standing up for nothing in the middle. Because, like, you're just standing in between everything. It's like, I'm kind of for this, but I'm also kind of for that. And you're like... So what are you, huh? <laughs> exactly. I think that's kind of. Well, it's just that they're afraid to lose voters, mm-hmm. and they're afraid to lose the support of a certain population if they don't cover. Oh yeah, all well, of I was these talking bases. more at like a um, I was watching level, a... Like students, not not actual politicians. Kind or, of yeah. like a social media mm-hmm. yeah, liberal, right? We're like we're conservative. Yeah. True. But anyway, my old roommate. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I was watching a. I was watching one of the democratic debates recently and it was the dumbest <laughs> my dad I've fell asleep in the one the other night he um, was like i'm sleepy <laughs> <laughs> it was before before it was just biden and um sanders was it the one and it was all of these South Carolina? Ma- yes mm-hmm. it was all of these <laughs> yeah. white people standing on stage saying <laughs> i do more for black people no i do more for black people no i do more for black people and i'm just like what what the hell is what the hell is this no one's making any specific right, right. this is my policy this is what i stand for this is how i will get it done everyone's saying it's like no i do more you no, don't have to I convince like me like it would be kind of bad if you were like i'm not for the black people like obviously you don't have to say that you are but it's like tell me how you are exactly, yeah. exactly. okay and i haven't seen that on the democratic side or nor yeah, the no. republican exactly. side um also, this is changing. Love how we went from COVID nineteen to politics. I mean, it is like partially political, you know. Like it's. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Political. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, this is a like question I thought of a while back. But do you guys think that it's like a God given right to have freedom and liberty? 
I believe that if God if God created every man in his image, every man and woman, who are we to say that some have more authority than others? Like we can't live in an oligarchical system where we say only some people have divine okay. rights. So divine rights to do what though? Divine right to rule and have more authority oh, okay. and okay. dictate. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't think that I think like coming from a Christian perspective that like we there's no basis of saying like who is more who has more reason to have rights than others or who should not deserve rights because when it comes down to it it's just changes in chromosomes and changes like right in like that's right it. Mm-hmm. that's it what about what about um in the in just the christian perspective of certain people are called yeah, to do that's certain, what i was gonna say and also like how jesus that's... talks about like literally appointing you know certain people like god appoints certain people to rule and um like we do have to have authority yeah. it's not like you can just be i personally don't really believe in like a utilitarian society i don't think it's gonna work like you know mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> never. never um i believe too that <laughs> well I would I agree with a utilitarian society if I'm the dictator, <laughs> but I feel like everyone's the same yeah. way. Um, but I think just with a lot of the major world religions that I've looked into, Christianity is one of the only ones where every individual mm. has equal value, mm-hmm. and I think that definitely translates into um, your place here on Earth. So no one has more value than another person, and that's what we. That is right. what has been forgotten in the past and in current times. And so a lot of um, just the structures that we've created in society are based on that flawed thinking of, oh, this this group has more privilege, more value, more rights. Um, and so just I, I, I feel like our society, since it was based in that mindset, has been skewed um, definitely towards favoring yeah different individuals yeah, i agree i think that it's interesting because um like i would say that <laughs> i don't know how to phrase this i guess that we are like at our most progressive that we've ever been not saying we couldn't progress more but like obviously you're always mm-hmm. getting more progressive and so oh, yeah. i mean obviously it's like we can't understand what god would say like what paul would write to the romans and the corinthians and like what jesus would say if he was like here on earth, you know, ministering to the American church. But I just think that sometimes people mm-hmm. assume that like some there's somewhere in the Bible that says like, oh, it's your God given right to vote and your God given right to have freedom of speech. It's like, no, God never promised you that. Um, I mean, God does say like at an individual level, like, yes, you are like autonomous and like mm-hmm. you have value. Um, and we're supposed to like display that to every person. <laughs> so I think that like it's more the job of the church to stand up for like those underprivileged areas like you were talking like you were saying um and making sure that like mm-hmm. we're always ensuring that there's like as much equal opportunity um but i don't know it's I just like kind yeah. of can that ever actually happen on earth i don't know i think that kind of brings an interesting question um alexis to talked about this in his uh wow i just sounded like so much like a nerd right then <laughs> but Wow, Siobhan, <laughs> so nerdy, you know, political polit- polit- politics names. That's not that's not the word I want, but I sounded like such an elite. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. But there was this guy, his name was Alexis Tocqueville, and he wrote uh, two democracies for America, basically saying how he thought that America should form their new government once they left virtual. Mm. 
And in one of them, he talked about, um, like, the relationship, relationship between church and state and why there shouldn't be one. And I think, like, he brings up a lot of interesting opportunities where, like, not opportunities. Oh, my God. I did not sleep last <laughs> night. Um, a lot of interesting points where he basically talked about how, like, you need to keep your church and state separate because if the church starts interfering in state matters, that's going to take away from the authority. Right that the church has is being completely Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. separate and just focusing on god because if it starts interfering with rice like according to the government then you know like where's the line going to be drawn i think like you can also look to like to the church of england and stuff like that right as examples as to why like or like even the catholic church it seems to harm both systems you know like it harms church and it harms the politics mm -hmm. yeah it undermines Mm -hmm. undermines the authorities yeah Mm -hmm. What do y'all think of um, just the, because as, as Christians, we believe that our beliefs are true or the most accurate mm-hmm. um, representation of the creator. Um, so where, if we believe that we're, we're accurate and we're coming from this place of truth, then why can we not, um, why can we not enforce that? Um, belief I on think that's people? because. Well, first of all, it's there's also like a super force. Um, Hello. I mean, you mean like practices like sanctification, right? Um, I don't know, like sexual sin and immorality, and I don't know what you mean by like enforced beliefs, or like enforce the belief that God is or real. Like, um, so having. Like in, in um, like crusade? some of the majority Muslim countries, their government is um, a, a heteronymous government where the Islamic leaders are okay. controlling the government, essentially. So um, if we have a, a government that is based in Christianity, that would be enforcing mm-hmm. Christianity okay. onto the masses. Well, I think we need to point out that that has happened. You know, when you look back to early Christianity, you see these things like the Crusades, where basically they tried yeah. to forcefully spread the uh, right. Christianity throughout yeah. the Middle yeah. East, and especially when you look to emigration to North America, how they took native populations and, well, even like I think to the 19th century. They would take Native American children away yeah. from their homes and raise right, them to right. become white Well, and children. also it's that confusion mm-hmm. of race yep. with um, religion, because for a long time, religion has been associated with yeah. white people, mm-hmm. and so I think that's really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? Where did that... Do y'all know where that came um, from? Because I... There's no verse. It's more in, like, the medieval times. Like, remotely. there was just a huge mm-hmm. growth in population of um christianity and like england and what is now known as like poland austria spain you know which are like very Mm -hmm. um white areas and then those were also the people that like got on boats and went to south america and central america and africa um well i guess france and africa and Mm -hmm. spain and south and central america yeah and england to america so it just happened to be all very like anglo-saxon christian um people Mm-hmm. Well, it also, I don't know, it just boggles my mind <laughs> <laughs> when you think of the verse that says all men are created, all humans are created in, in the image of God, mm-hmm. and then people, people, would, <laughs> people would go and 
say, oh, no, you have right. less value. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, we have to question exactly. if those people really are gospel believing. Um, like, just I, I wouldn't use the word Christian because I don't, I think, I don't yeah. tend to use that word anymore to describe myself. I would say I'm a follower of Christ or I'm a disciple because um, that's different than being associated with the religion of Christianity. It's more of a relation. I think yeah. when you study Christianity and really like, wow, this is going to sound very much so. Like, <laughs> Maybe you're just stupid. What I was to say. <laughs> Maybe you just missed the whole point. It's <laughs> dumb. But like, I think when you, like, when it comes down to it, it's not supposed to be like an organized religion. It's a relationship with your creator. Mm-hmm. And I think. Yeah. I think oh. Just, so what do y'all think? <laughs> I have great an issue. I have great an issue with um. <laughs> I mean, you know, Josiah, <laughs> I don't really think we should have con- congregational worship. So, you know, I'm going to have a very radical view of all of Catholicism. <laughs> yeah, I like don't even know if I agree with most Protestant churches. I kind of subscribe to it would be cool to just go back to the original churches, like meet in houses and break bread and pray and worship. And yeah. Seven people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly kind of hoping, not to be the person, but I really am hoping that the church sees more persecution in America so that we can disintegrate back into that because that's what's happening in like England and Spain and China. I'm serious. (laughs) Like it really is happening and it makes it so much healthier. That's like when people actually encounter the gospel and not religion, not, you know, practicing going to church and worship, but um, the gospel. Mm -hmm. Like, like, don't get me wrong. The gospel is what brings people. Oh, the, I was just gonna say the gospel is what brings you yes, to Jesus. Exactly. Religion is what write it down, folks. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, especially for the church I go to back at school, it's very much like a something my mom was raised in because my mom was raised. Uh, shoot, what was she? Pentecostal. Should we name names or? Let's not name names. But I was. <laughs> I need an address. I need a first and last name. <laughs> <laughs> and this church is very much like a kind of rock and, rock and roll, roll Jesus vibe. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I love that. Like, rock and roll I Jesus. Love, you know, just like being able to dance in, like, my, in my seat in the congregation. Yeah. Because like that's who I am as a person. Yeah. But also like I feel as if that type of energy kind of draws people in and they're kind of like, well, you know, like what is it that these people are like so yeah. attracted to that they're willing to just like. Yeah, like, no, that's true. There's, you know what I mean? there's yeah. pros and cons to all of it, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but oh, then, then the pastor because i know exactly the church mm-hmm. you're talking about then the pastor gets up to speak and people go right oh, right 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 church this is yeah cult. um that may be just be more that being may be just my personal just bias like a more worship um, rather than like a you know, do you know what i mean like maybe kind of just having yeah. a discipleship wait can your, like your groups having like a that reminds me can we system. each go through and talk about like or what our experience yeah. is with churches because i honestly don't know if i know each of your well i know yours siobhan i don't really know your experience with church um josiah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i guess i'll go ahead um <laughs> i was it's very very i don't know where to start um i grew up in a non-denominational church um, not Pentecostal, but it was close to mm-hmm. Pentecostal. So it was very much a spirit filled, spirit led church. Um, and they would do a lot of missions trips to, um, countries abroad. If you heard of, if you've oh. heard of Zaya water, um, oh, wow. the church that Is I went like to a when well I was a kid started that. 
And so that's <laughs> program building wealth. Yeah. And, and um, never heard of that country. kind of thing before. <laughs> yeah. And so I was raised in a church. People do that? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, yeah. Was... I'm sorry. Okay. Missionary uh, kid jokes. Um, it was very... Um, um yeah like I said very spirit-filled spirit-led and so um there was a Mm -hmm. large focus on letting the spirit lead you through your life and just hearing from the holy spirit developing spiritual gifts um um for example prophesying words of knowledge um supernatural healing and um uh what's this called uh spirit languages oh, no, oh i know what you that's mean. not um, what it is uh, is it yeah in tongues mm-hmm. yes tongues um so there was a lot of that that i was surrounded in um when i was growing up and then i moved to different churches that were less spiritually filled but there was there's always been a strong focus on worship and for me personally that's where i connect with jesus the mm-hmm. most is just through worship and so in all the churches that I've been a part of, um, mm. the worship has drawn me in. And so sometimes I'll be able to reconcile the teaching if it's not right. very good, if the worship is, is amazing. Um, for example, that's why I went to the church that Chevy was describing mm-hmm. is because the worship was incredible. Well, my thing is you can always substitute in this day and age teaching with like um, um podcasts and blogs and you know like there's yeah. so many resources in america that um mm-hmm. not saying your pastor isn't yeah. important and especially if he has like <clears throat> some really wacko beliefs and is like enforcing that in the church and you want to get involved in leadership like maybe question it but like i don't agree with everything my pastor says and i don't think he mm-hmm. always goes super deep in like doctrine but i'm like i can always substitute yeah. that during the week mm-hmm. oh no not our senior pastor your pastor your dad <laughs> But I would always, I would always leave church feeling or with the list oh, wow. in my head of things that I disagreed with from the <laughs> teaching. And so that's why I stopped going mm. because I don't think that, I don't think that's very healthy to go right, away with right. thinking, okay, this is what I disagreed with. Cause I wanted the focus to be, Oh, this is what I did agree with. This is what I liked that he right. said, this can help me in my life. But, um, so I'm still trying to find that um, a church that has incredible spirit-filled worship, but also Good teachings, um, yeah. a pastor that'll go in depth and also uh, relate the Bible to our current day and age and help people uh, see how to use it in their. In their I feel like that explains life. a lot of your mm-hmm. approach to like all of knowledge and like church Josiah, and I also think that that's some of that is personality, <laughs> not like a bad way. I just think that a lot of people's. Um, I mean, I think it's a combination of your upbringing yeah. and your personality that like has produced that um, idea in your mind, yeah. which is like awesome because you know there's like a reason we all go through and experience different stuff. Interesting. Yeah, and I've just I've had a lot of encounters mm-hmm. and just experience with blind faith, um, especially in in high school. A lot of my friends were. Um, just blind believers. They didn't want to talk about their faith. They didn't want to explore it in depth. They just wanted to go to church every Sunday, go to youth group every Wednesday, and then um, party every other day. And that's something I've also experienced a lot um, 
hear in college is people saying, certain people saying, no, you can't question the Bible because that's blasphemous. And if you question the Bible, then you're questioning God mm-hmm. himself. And so that's, I would say, especially my freshman yeah. year, that pushed yeah, me sure. away from Christianity um, significantly because I don't want to be associated with the type of person that says, oh, you have to believe every word of this with your eyes closed um, because that's not what I believe Christianity yeah. is and that's not that's who good. I believe mm. God is either. I also think we need to keep in mind that like Christianity was a spoken language for mm. many years and, you know, like exactly. while I do believe the Bible is infused with the Holy Spirit. I think we do need to keep in mind that human error is a part of something and it should be like, you mm. should mm-hmm. have a critical mind right. in your approach no, for scriptures. Sure. And you have to at least like take, in fact, I think it'd be a yeah. disservice to not take in context and um, like, you know, historically and um, just like the events yeah. that were happening at that time, you know, it'd be wrong to say like, Oh, well, Paul writes the same as Peter and also the same as Matthew. Like you can look at the same event covered by all four of the gospels and it's, you know, written so differently because it's like, they're all different people and they all have their own opinions. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he said that uh, modern Christianity has created a generation mm-hmm. of and I'm paraphrasing, um, has created a generation of individuals that mm. look at intellectual oh. thoughts mm. as sinful. And you were so right. It's, it's you were created right, this mindless group of people that, that yeah. um, don't even care to use their brain. And nah. I've never identified more with yeah. the quote no, that's, in my entire that's life. Real. That's really good. My dad talks about that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. How much, yeah, intellect has just taken a back burner in Christianity and how it's honestly extremely dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to be aware of that. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, Siobhan. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Ah. All right, tag. So I think I should preface this by explaining how my parents were raised because I feel like that's going to lead to some explanation as to like, okay. where I came from. Send it, girl. So, <laughs> so my mom was raised in a not so great environment. Um, she didn't have a great family life and her mom and her grandma were very spiritual and very much like th- so she's Pentecostal so she was raised like in that same environment you were in Josiah but also she was raised in the 1960s oh, wow. in the south Ooh. so yeah <laughs> so like it was very much like if you wear pants you're a sinner if you get your ears right. pierced you're a sinner like my grandma told my mom <laughs> one time if you use a tampon you <gasps> stop it wow <laughs> that stuff is incredible to me <laughs> so, like, yeah so like like, that's, like, the back wow. that my mom had, and she didn't reconcile with her faith until, like, I think she always had faith, but she didn't mm-hmm. know God until later. Right. She went to a Christian college, mm-hmm. and, like, she had people in her life that were very strong Christians, but I think, like, it took a lot for her to, like, kind of realize mm-hmm. that's not who God is. And my dad, he was raised Baptist, and his mom died when he was 15, so, from cancer, so, um, like, as she got near the end, they started going to this Baptist church a lot. And it was very much similar to the whole Pentecostal thing where like, if you do, if you commit a sin, you're going to go to hell. Like God hates you. And my dad was just like, what? So he actually (laughs) became a Catholic because he, he's very much a man where like he likes order and he likes knowing what to do. And I think Mm -hmm. he enjoyed the order of the Catholic 
service and he enjoyed like knowing what his sins are and like what he can do to like fix his place right. with God. You know what I mean? So my parents yeah. come from very different backgrounds. My mom is very like spiritual. My dad's very like regimented. So I was born in San Antonio, <laughs> Texas, and I went to this little Baptist school there that was fucking insane. <laughs> like I had a teacher one time that told me because I was wearing pink nail polish. I was oh my poor. gosh! How? I was in the first grade. What state of pink though? <laughs> it was in the first grade. Oh, bubblegum pink. Well, you know, you were you were really right in the right line. <laughs> yeah, she was right. I know, six year old me. <laughs> oh my gosh! But like, why would you tell any like, human, much less a small child, me. that? I don't know, man. But like, that's like that was. Yeah. instruction faith growing up and then I moved to Maryland and you know I would attend like a church service there but like I didn't really have a strong connection mm-hmm. we wouldn't go all the time and when I moved to Florida we didn't go at all and since we've moved to North Carolina I'm a military brat y'all just in case you didn't know <laughs> I thought you were telling us I was like but, literally um, how would we not know that <laughs> that was stupid <laughs> <laughs> but um when I moved to North Carolina we've kind of just like bounced around from church to church just because like well my brother doesn't believe anymore either but um like we just were never satisfied with a service that like fit to all of us because mm-hmm. my dad is very much like I want to sit down I want to listen to the sermon and I don't want people to go off on tangents I right. just want to hear the word and like know the lesson from it and my mom's like my mom and I we are just like dancing in the aisles <laughs> and the little six-year-old Siobhan raising her whore hands in the air <laughs> Literally, it was so funny because like, when I was younger, like I would look at dad and I, like I'm my dad, and I go, "I hate Satan," and I would stomp at the ground and I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, Satan. that's like um, there's a Gilmore Girls episode where she talks about how to get her daughter not to touch the iron. I mean, the stove. She'd say, "The stove is are the devil's hands." <laughs> and I always think of that with like Southern moms being like, "Those are the devil's hands. Don't touch the devil's hands." <laughs> yeah. I can't like see the button that says we're recording. Oh, but, like, well, I can yeah. Still hear you guys. Keep going. Okay, so I'll okay. just talk. Just like I never had a strong, <laughs> I never had a strong background. And when I moved to North Carolina, I went to another Christian school, hmm. and they just were never mm. really Christ-centered, and it was just very confusing. And it kind of became like the thing in my grade to be like, oh, well, like I don't believe. Or like I think this is I think this school is stupid, so therefore like I don't really believe in Christianity. Fight <laughs> you know, the system. It's literally, like, literally it was the Stick system. it to the man. It was, it was, it was the institution that. Oh my gosh! Demonic, demonic it was the despair. That made me resent the religion. <laughs> right. If that makes sense. And like I really didn't like. Yeah. yeah. I also have struggled with depression and anxiety for like since I was mm-hmm. like nine. Like that's like when it started happening. It got really bad when I turned thirteen. I moved here. So, of course, like, that was, like, running through my head all the time. Like, just, like, feeling, like, lost and anxious and, like, I couldn't concentrate on anything. So, like, of course, I didn't understand, like, what a relationship with God was because I didn't even know what it was like to have a relationship mm-hmm. with myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, mm-hmm. I really didn't have, like, my first spiritual experience until, 
like I was 16 and I was just kind of like, no, screw it. I'm going to go to Colorado. There's (laughs) young life. Young life is having a camp there in my area. I don't know anyone, but I'm just going to go. I need to get away from Durham for a while. And like, that was really the first time where like, Hmm. it wasn't the first time I felt God talk to me. Like, do you know what I mean? But like, I just sat there and like, I felt him. I I was just like looking at the stars. Cause like they do this thing where they like turn off, like all the lights on the mountain and you can just like stare at like, I oh, loved it. So nice. And like, that was like, I literally saw like galaxies and I was just sitting there thinking like how infinitesimally <laughs> small I was. And yet someone was willing to die for me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, why the hell did you do that? And I literally heard a voice say, because mm-hmm. you are worth it. And like, like that's mm-hmm. like, has been like kind of my mantra for the past four years. Just being like, you are worth it. Like you are worth having this relationship. You are worth knowing this great good. And like, mm-hmm. I think like that's kind of where I feel my faith upon on is like someone thinks I'm worth it, so let Dang, me prove yeah. to them. Um, I really just wanted you guys to talk about our experiences with church, but kind of cool. I got to hear like your whole testimony. Oh, wait, could I... <clears throat> <laughs> and it it kind of it it sounds like too just growing up without this really strong foundation in Christianity, you did a lot of um just soul searching or just finding yourself and figuring out mm-hmm. who you are and then how right. do I relate and it's like they weren't exactly. integrated until right you were older and that's really cool because yeah yeah because like I've always yeah. believed or and right it's... I believed but mm-hmm. it wasn't until I was older that I truly yeah. understood what right. belief meant yeah and it's interesting because with my story too I did have this foundation but in high school, I said, okay, I'm blind and I don't know mm-hmm. myself at all. And so I had to tear down these things that I thought I believed in and figure out, okay, what was I told? What was I raised on? And what do I actually mm-hmm. believe? So it's interesting to see the difference in, um, in uh, just foundations and how we've both grown up. But obviously, there are some other factors. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think that's, that's really, really cool. interesting. I'm going to be the wild card. I have a yeah. really different experience than both of you. Um, Go for it. Yeah. So also, I just wanted to see, like, <laughs> I kind of knew the denominations and, like, um, churches you guys have been involved with. But I do think, like, the way your parents respond and, like, what you grew up with a kid versus a teenager and going through adolescence um, really shapes all of your view of, like, religion. Um, but, yeah, for me, mm-hmm. I've grown up mm-hmm. in the same church pretty much my entire life. Um, I have been, well, my dad became a pastor when I was 12 and we went to like this inner city church that was dying and it was just like a bunch of old people who were really sweet and like wanted to help the area, but like obviously all white, all old, like didn't understand really what the heck was happening. Um, the area was like progressively more minority Hmm. and like very low socioeconomic levels um and so it was really hard for them to like build a relationship with the community when they are seeing it as like old rich people you know white rich people who are like just kind of like sitting in their community with like a church um and so my dad came in with a bunch of other people from our church um we brought a bunch of like missionaries is what we called them like from our church and just said like hey dedicate like six months to like coming here and um, leading Bible studies and helping with worship, helping with nursery and childcare, um, and like building up this church. And, um, I guess like, I would say that shaped a lot of my view of the world more than like, it. you'd, well, 
it shaped my view of like the gospel and like what it really means to take it into the world um and tying that with like mm-hmm. you know what we were going back to saying yeah. like taking it to the least of them um because before i kind of always saw it as like you choose to go to church like mm. you either grow up in a family where they to t- take you to church or like you meet somebody and they invite you to church and you go and i had never really seen the church as a place where like um it is almost like a necessary component of the community because honestly like my dad mm-hmm. and the others who worked with him really tried to cultivate the church there to be something where people could just like you know come in and like have a meal and like hang out and talk to my dad it wasn't like okay, you have to come in on Sunday and, like, wear your skirt and, like, sing. It's, like, no, dude, like, you could literally just, like, roll in and be, like, drunk and just, like, talk to my dad and, like, get a hot dog from him. You know, like, we tried to make it very, like, <laughs> unnecessary or just, like, a very, um... Yeah. Yeah, and not, like, there was anything really required of it. And yeah. so, um, after seeing that, I think my view of church changed to not as much an institution for Christians to go and, like, gather and sing and praise, but, like, how the church can also be somewhere where like people who have nothing to do with God and who want nothing to do with God, but like just need a place to be loved and to like understand him can go as well. Um, And it almost Mm -hmm. became like a community center, you know, and um, going back to like the political stuff, I think that's why I lean more towards not like having social programs and stuff, because I think that there's like so many nonprofit and church opportunities that can come. Um, from Christians and from churches that provide those needs to people. And it doesn't have to be something that's like, like we had a pregnancy care center and we also had like a food drive and we Mm -hmm. set up like a tutoring center and had, and of course we had partnerships with other places in the triad. It wasn't like we were doing all this ourselves, but we just made it a facility where there was always activities like those going on to build that good relationship with the um, community. And then also to like, yeah, like, truly, like, utilize it and be, like, the church is helping you in doing this. Um, so that kind of yeah. led to my, like, view yeah. of nonprofit work and, like, passion for that. And also just, like, my view of, like, really what the church is there to provide. Um, and then I would mm-hmm. say, like, my view of God and Christianity, I don't know, it came from the church. And obviously, that's, like, a huge influence of it. But um, to be honest, like, my parents and growing to go going to a Christian school for a few years and then coming home and being homeschooled under like Christian parents and Christian influences. That is what shaped my view of God and Christianity more than anything. Um, I'm not saying like the church isn't important for that. And I definitely think like, keep your kids in church, go to church. But like, I would not be the person I am if I had just gone to church all my life. Um, It really took that like one-on-one relationship. Yeah. And I think that like, Sometimes the church can do more damage to kids or it's like kind of like hypocritical. Like we go to church and that's where we talk about spiritual stuff. But when we're at home, we're just like yeah. living our lives, you know, and like my parents never really did that. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of my like two parts to it that really form my view of religion and church as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go through a, a time or a period where you a rebellious phase questioned why you um, that's what I thought you were gonna say <laughs> um <laughs> yeah for sure I would say at the end of okay so I would say that I always try to be like in question of it not like I'm saying I'm 
am constantly like, I don't even know if this is what I believe, but um, yeah. Yeah, no. So I would say like just in an elementary assessment. school is when I really like <laughs> honestly like believed and like started to practice it on my own, which a lot of people don't believe. But like I know even though I didn't understand like all the theology and like understanding of what was happening um, by the time I was like in the fourth and fifth grade, I was like praying and reading my Bible and like really having that personal relationship with Christ um, or with God through Christ. But when I got into high school, um, I like started working and going to community college and like wasn't in my like little Christian bubble anymore. (laughs) And that's when I really like realized that not only is it like worth exploring other people's beliefs, but, or not only is it like Christianity can sometimes be so like polarizing and so like only believe what we believe, but it's like you should explore other people's beliefs for their sake. And honestly for your own, like I used to think that it's like, okay, I'll engage Mm -hmm. with this person and talk to them about their beliefs, yeah. even though I know they're wrong, just so I can, like, you know, point them in the right direction. It's like, no, like, you do that so that you can always be assessing and always be deciding, like, is this really what I believe? Um, yeah. And, like, what can I learn from somebody mm-hmm. else's beliefs? And so, yeah, I think in, like, I don't know, junior year, um, that probably was starting to happen. And I was starting to feel a little bit like, dang, sometimes I wish, like, I had gone to public school and, like, I didn't always hear this from my parents, not because... I think they're wrong like I still always believe that it was true because I mean honestly I've never really struggled with like lack of faith as much um my sister struggles with that a lot that's like one of her big things in Christianity she has like a lot of doubts um I'm kind of a big faith person (laughs) and so I like trust a lot Mm -hmm. but um yeah I think like and also like I really enjoy um like debate and discovery and research and stuff so like that was automatically just like what I've always been doing with Christianity but yeah I think definitely in like my junior year I did that even more and um in my senior year something that happened that was kind of personal to me is I had a friend who was um bipolar and like and a Christian and she always like came to me and like used me a lot of the times and I like didn't understand Mm. why first of all, like, why God would allow, like, a Christian to go through something that was so dark and so bad, and also, mm-hmm. like, I didn't understand, uh, I guess, how, mm-hmm. like, God moved. Um, I had always said, like, oh, you know, like, God allows bad things to happen to good people sometimes, but, like, he's still good, but, like, I really started to question it for a while because I was, like, hmm. this, I just can't see any of the good in this situation, and, like, it didn't cause mm-hmm. me to not believe that God wasn't real, but I was, like, well, what yeah. if he's not good, you know, or, like, what if he... It's just, like, mm-hmm. not what I've been told he has been my whole life. Um, and, like, mm-hmm. long story short, he definitely, like, proved that wrong to me and, like, showed up in my life and taught me a lot more from that situation that I've ever imagined. And so it was just, yeah. like, he was working, but in a different way than I imagined. Um, but also, like, that was a really good experience because I still was, like, there's such mm-hmm. an element of mystery to God. And, like, there's still some things I believe I will never know about that situation. And, like, it should be that way, you know, like we act like it's so attainable for us to know like God's will and God's plan. And it's like, it's really not like he's God, you know? And like, we can't question that. (laughs) I think the book of Job is a really good example. Yes. I literally had a Job moment, honestly. Oh, I was just Mm -hmm. thinking about the Job. Oh, really? Just thinking about that. Wow. Great mind. I know. I literally had a Job moment where God was kind of like, dude, it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. He really does that, though. Like, people <laughs> just be going through the thick of it. And, like, when you just 
like shut up and like allow him to come back you're like wow okay like we're like when you're just like okay fine like whatever tell me what you want but like not in that way (laughs) tell me what you want god i'm explaining this so bad I'm explaining this. About <laughs> yeah. Tell me what you want. Oh, what you really, really want. But like, you know what I mean. Oh man. Finally, let go. And you're like, here okay, we go. So I want to tell me whatever you want. Right. Then, like, you like you see what God is yeah. doing right. in your life. Yeah. And I feel like there's there has to be an element of disconnect between us and just the physical world to then be able to see mm. a mm-hmm. sliver of God's plan, because Job lost Mm -hmm. everything physical to him and um one of the reasons i like the book of job the best (laughs) in the whole bible even though it's the most depressing um well that may be a part of it is because it's um he he models the dialectic style of a lot of philosophers Mm -hmm. especially like oh man you're not medieval dang it that's so good just it reminds me so much uh, of this medieval philosopher reading right now you should look him up his name is um avicenna it's (laughs) <laughs> I'll send it to you, Avicenna. What? <laughs> you know, Avicenna, okay, our old okay. buddy. <laughs> um, but with that, we're... <laughs> oh, obviously, duh. <laughs> but we're really able. We're mm. we're able to be inside Job's thought process and see what right. is he thinking, what is he feeling, and um, he's surrounded with his friends that are asking him and saying, oh, Joe, why are you, doing, why this, are you man? doing this? Or why why don't you just um, curse God right now? Why, why don't you just curse God? Why don't you just give up? Um, and Job's like, uh, what does he say? He says, no, I don't, I don't want to. I'm not, I'm not connected or I'm not, I'm not, um, I don't know. <laughs> it's modern English. <laughs> but it, um, he just, he says something along the lines of, I, don't need the world to be mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who I am. My identity, who yeah. I am, right, goes beyond yeah. what's physical. Good stuff, y'all. Yeah. Um. Also, I feel like we should wrap this up so we don't have like an hour and a half long podcast. So I feel like if we get into any more topics, <laughs> we'll just keep going. That was a good, yeah. a good run, yo. We didn't get too off topic. Wow, we went from COVID nineteen to we went from cauliflower to COVID nineteen oh. to <laughs> right, Job. <laughs> Yep. Um, Abby, do you want to do the? Edits oh, of course, this? Josiah. Tommy Throw that on me. That. <laughs> if I sound stupid, please edit it out. Oh, Which all right. I guess I'll just count out every single sound clip of yours. Yeah, your and we can. Yeah, we can. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I kid. <laughs> we can. Yeah, we can also true. just cut cut shorter. Yeah. Yeah. To make it. Well, we've like shorter. stopped and start, or we've like come in and Definitely. out. Um. Also, did we talk about Siobhan's dog? We should end on that note. That was yeah. funny. <laughs> she was, like, absolutely dying about this. I was like, this is kind of sad. It's okay. terrifying. She's still laughing so much. You literally sound like a, a villain, like a Disney villain laughing I'm, about it. I'm ready to it's hear It's not anything dog, to laugh about, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, what happened with the dog? My dog's name is Charlie. Mm-hmm. She is. <laughs> That's not <laughs> even the funny part. <laughs> no, no. But I need to give the back. Like she's the weirdest dog. I've she is really had. weird. Like, she's pretty squirrely. I'm not gonna lie. She's so weird. Like, like Abby, you've met her. You can. Yeah, no, she's like, a weird one. I don't know. There was, there was so many things like just wrong with her, and <laughs> I have to like give her this anxiety medication sometimes. <laughs> 
and like like she has like doggy weed that like <laughs> also josiah maddie <laughs> met this dog and was like i'm pretty sure this is the dog form of me and i was like that's so accurate <laughs> ah but like ah yeah literally yeah that adds a whole nother layer <laughs> so basically um this dog is just like really weird so the week of spring break i was home because i was voting and like i was hanging out with charlie and i was like hey like i noticed like there's a little bit of cataract in her eye like she i thought like, you said you told the dog like, this yeah, i was like, like what no no i, I was talking about, I was talking about oh like, that's funny i, was, I know like, hey like i think she's like blind in this eye and she's like yeah like there's noticed a little bit of cataracts but like also this because i was there that weekend too for like a family thing but um <clears throat> like i was just like talking to my mom and i was like you know she's been acting really really weird lately like i think there's something wrong She's like, like we have a vet appointment. Like we'll get her situated. So when my mom calls me later that oh, week, boy. she has glaucoma in her eye, and she's going blind. <laughs> oh, and this was two gosh. weeks ago. This was two weeks ago. They thought she had like, <laughs> like, freaking leukemia. She doesn't, but like she has some sort of infection, and now she's completely <laughs> blind in that. It eye. gets worse, Josiah. So it's so bad. We've had her, like, on so many medications and whatever, but my mom came back from oh. the vet today, and she was like, yeah, they're gonna have to take out her eye and sew the sausage. Oh, like, my ah. gosh. <laughs> also, doesn't she have it in the other eye, too? <laughs> yeah, she has a little bit of cataracts in the other eye. <laughs> More literally the worst. <laughs> Do you get to keep the eye when they take Ew! it out? <laughs> we have chart. the ashes. Well, actually, we bury. We finally bury them. But we have the ashes. In my Dude, you could get like um. Dissect we, we the them, eye. We carried them for ten years. You could get like a um. Bruh. What's it called? Start up like a Halloween. What? I don't even know what like horror house with like the eyeball like in the jar. <laughs> you have one prop. <laughs> so do you know something really funny? My dad and I used to go ham for Halloween when we lived on base in Maryland. There was an annual competition. Oh my gosh! Like who had the best? Like who had the best? Halloween designs on base and we won every single That's so year. cool. What'd you guys do? Like, it was just, it was just my dad. <laughs> but, like, we had inflatables. We had built, like, giant cobwebs surrounding the whole house. It sounds just, like, fun. Coming out of oh, the wow. Out of the ground? It was so much fun. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It would, re- like, kids wouldn't come up to our door. Wow. I wasn't. <laughs> oh. Oh. I wasn't allowed to celebrate really? Halloween as a kid. That's funny. We had fall mm. festival at my church. Yeah. So. Oh we God. still dressed up though. Oh, <laughs> we had a harvest festival. festival. Isn't the harvest festival oh like God, Parks like... and Rec? <laughs> Was Little Sebastian yes. there? <laughs> oh I'm actually binge watching Parks and Rec. Right oh now. yes, that's such a good shit of binge watch. Love it. Uh, it's the best. What? Oh, mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. I'm having my mom's. See, I, I just don't have the same connection, like emotionally, to the office. Amen. I do. <laughs> He's like, this is the last episode we're ever making. The worst. You're both are psychopaths. That's what, <laughs> that's. Oh, what. it's okay. You don't have our connections that we have to Brooklyn Nine Nine. True. Nine Nine. Nine Nine. Oh, I was like, I swear, if you don't gosh. say it, I'm gonna scream. <laughs> I'm gonna kick you off the show. That's just. Um, an oh no 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 NCIS. no no no. Don't even don't Which even compare those. Okay, order. Brooklyn Nine Nine is a comedy. It has nothing to do with law enforcement <laughs> besides the fact that they're literally in a precinct. That's the only part that matters. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Josiah, do you wish you were graduated right now so you that could be, be like incredible. doing research on it? That'd I, be so cool. Kind of. 
Like, because they're they're grabbing people from oh. like graduate school and literally letting that, them like help be, with well, the vaccine. I thought about everything. I thought about joining the clinical trial for the vaccine because they pay you like seventy five hundred dollars to be part of it, and all I have to do is oh yeah, that's what I get infected. Oh. Why would you want to be a tester though? Well, it 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 already Just, I, it already started. All I have to do is get infected. It's too late for that. <laughs> do it. I'll do it. Yeah, literally. Honestly, we're at low well, risk. So, like, why not, you know? Like, you probably won't die. <laughs> normal, healthy people are not much worse than the flu. Right. Not, yeah. not Wait, it's worse than the, the flu? flu? That sounds mm-hmm. kind of miserable. No, not worse. Oh, yeah. oh okay. That's okay. why That's why the numbers <laughs> like, of cases right. are not yeah. even close to being accurate. Because so many people brush off these symptoms as, oh, it's just oh, the yeah. flu. Yeah, no, I I know. Allergies. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just the flu. So they're not they're not getting tested, and I I right I would mm. put my la- <laughs> I would stake my name on it that the actual number of cases is probably three times as many as <laughs> we have now, at least at least. Oh yeah, oh 100%. oh yeah. Well, the thing oh, is, yeah. like, you can also be carrying it, you know. So I'm like, why don't you just stay in your house for like a little bit? Symptoms. Like, not gonna kill you. Like literally, just stay until you know that, like, right? Yeah. Because, like, my thing is, even if I don't have it, I've probably yeah. been exposed to it at this point. And so it's like, I could be carrying it. <laughs> also, did you see that Trump was exposed Donald to Trump. it twice and he didn't test Who? I think he tested positive. Oh, Trump. that's funny. <laughs> that man is an off. I'm like, what <laughs> the heck? Are you an alien? <laughs> my my research professor, His health is, like, ridiculous. Home, he said, I swear this is just a ploy for the millennials to take out two-thirds of Congress and seize power. <laughs> Oh my like, gosh, honestly, that's hilarious! I mean, yeah, that's that. That'll teach thirds. him to put in old people. No, honestly, that'll teach us to have old politicians. Just saying, just putting that out there for Congress because this mm. is ridiculous. I'm just saying, he's like, so if, if you're listening grandma, to this, if my great grandma is the <laughs> average age of a senator, there's something wrong with that. <laughs> my great grandma, or, or or wait, really? How old is your great grandma? How old is your great grandma? His average age. He has dementia. If he could be a senator, yeah. based on age, then there's a problem with that. <laughs> He's in his oh, man. Like, early eighties. <laughs> How old is he? My other my That's other great grandma is a hundred. Oh dang! Wow. Yeah, hmm. I think. I, I think my grandpa's eighty-five. Oh. Well, and my dad's parents are dead, so I don't know how old they would be. <laughs> Rip. I saw another. I saw another Rip. Um, TikTok Sorry. that said I don't handle. it was. It was this girl talking, and, she, and she's our age. She goes, honestly, I don't care if I get the coronavirus at this point. If I die, I die. But if any of you it infects my granny, you will be catching these hands. And I was like, so... <laughs> no, <if> anyone... <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, that's cute. I don't care about it. If I die, I die. But Man, if y'all okay. um, my grandma, I will be. <laughs> <laughs> my granny. <laughs> I have no, I have no thoughts. Uh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my grandparents are locked away. They're like, we're not going out. <laughs> you just want the oh, inheritance. Oh, I just don't like my grandparents. Oh. I knew it was something like that. I thought like my grandparents are dead. I was like, oh yikes. <laughs> well yeah, my my half my grandparents are dead and the other half. <laughs> okay. I won't be opening that. We phone. need to get oh Javon. Just just minding her own business, smiling Yikey. a little bit. 
thinking about her dog, laughing about her I'll, blind dog. I'll probably go because my mom. Like, oh, when's the food come out? Siobhan, this is like the episode of, this is like the last episode of um, Brooklyn Nine Nine when Holt went to Wunsch's funeral. Yeah. <laughs> That'll literally be you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Josiah so doesn't get it because so he doesn't watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> You know what? I'm uh-huh. just, you can't I'm laugh. special because I'm, <laughs> you don't I'm get an it. individual and I don't know what you're talking about. So that makes me special. What? <laughs> Being, I'm just unique. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, this is all of us signing off. I'm Abby. I'm Siobhan. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> He's Josiah. <laughs> I'm just dying over here. <laughs> I had a cough and I just held it in. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. I thought you were just being a butt. I was like, why aren't you saying anything? Okay, um, this has been this has been Candid Conversations. I'm Abby. I'm Siobhan. Thanks for listening. We will see you again, hopefully when the pandemic has Stay healthy, uh, practice social distancing. (laughs) Yep. Wash your I I was about to say don't cut your face and I was just scratching my nose. Oh wow. Yeah, oh my gosh, I just started scratching my cheek. That was creepy. I hate that. <laughs> We're all scratching it every time. All right. Well, we love our crackhead energy. Oh, that's funny. Um, okay. Okay, I'm logging off all right. right now. Me too. Bye, everybody. Yep.